T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. What's going on, everyone? Jetta Cameron, John Ritchie. It is uh, 94 WIP. Great to be with you. Off and rolling this uh, Wednesday morning. We're getting closer to the Super Bowl. Still got a ways to go, but the Eagles obviously preparing this week and today uh, here in Philadelphia and then next week uh, out there. Uh, look, a lot of storylines, a lot of storylines. And we'll cover various storylines today with various guests. Um, Shil Kapadia will join us later. Joe Banner will join us later. Joe obviously uh, hired Andy Reid. Uh, Rodney McLeod won a Super Bowl with the Eagles. He's competed against Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he will join us in studio for uh, about an hour and a half today. And Jaws will be with us as well. So big show on all those fronts. Plus, Tom Brady retired. We'll get into that. Sixers magic tonight. A lot to do all with you on the phone lines. 215-592-9494. Richard Rich. Hello, Joe. Yo, John. Cleopatra was not of Egyptian descent. I might have heard that before. She was Greek. Macedonian, yeah. to be specific. Yeah. No, I think I because also wasn't uh, Napoleon wasn't French. Correct. Was that Corsica or something? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So like bizarre, man. You know, you, you, you know, you run a whole nation. I mean, listen, George she Washington. She ruled Egypt yes. as pharaoh for yeah. a long time. Well, remember, George Washington wasn't American when he was born. Yeah, that's true. Think about that one. You're right. Not People that. don't think about no, that. No one thinks about that. Yeah. Uh, that's why the hammer can be president, because if George Washington can be the president the of America, can't really be and it didn't exist when he was born, then anything's possible. All right, let's get to it. 215-592-9494. we got a big game coming up. And there's a lot to it, including how they got here, how the Eagles got here, and how they as an organization, the Birds, um, primarily through the leadership of Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman, um, man, they moved through a, a lot, a lot that went wrong, to say the least, two years ago and to an extent three and four years ago. I mean, a lot that went wrong. And, John, I, I am struck as the Eagles are about to play in the Super Bowl and I believe about to win it again with um, some some whoppers. I mean whoppers that all of us as fans, no, I don't say all of us, most of us as fans were wrong about, that the Eagles got right that brought them to this point that many of us were wrong about at many twists and turns. Look, as sports fans, we get a lot right. And as sports fans, we get a lot wrong. I've been wrong, I'd say, probably two or three times in my life about sports. So it is possible. We get things wrong. Um, I want everyone to come to the table today at 215-592-9494 on sort of the uh, twists and turns of these last couple of years and, and how they got here and how like – John, as if, for instance, because I've been trying to think, what was I most wrong about? And I think the thing I was most – you know, like in a certain spot at a certain time, what was I most wrong about about this team? I was most wrong last year about Jalen Hurts 
and his ability to become what he's ultimately become. I did not see it. I did not see it. I thought Jalen Hurts. When you say last year, you mean 2022. 20, no, 2021. I mean last season. 2021. I don't know, man. When, when, I can when, remember August hearing well, some stuff well, from you. That, well, that's what I mean. Up until this that 2020. Was 2022. Well, you know what I mean. From from watching him play in 2021 through when the 2022 season began. It was offensive. Though. I was a tremendous doubter. Offensive. Would you not? Listen, I'm, well, coming, I, I'm coming clean here. I was a I, hoper. I, I was a hoper. I wasn't <laughs> a true believer. I was a hoper. And, uh, I, you know, that was – you were very wrong. But I was you really You were not wrong. as wrong, not nearly as wrong as I have been. Okay. I mean, it's it's a travesty how hardcore I went in on Howie. Yeah, you, and really, you really did. Jeffrey, you really even did. combining them into Howfrey <laughs> and making them the bane of all existence. Yeah. Uh, you know, what that what the front office has done here is miraculous. It is it is like all time. Great. Uh, Jeffrey Lurie, look, I've always admired Jeffrey Lurie. And you were clear about that even when you were critical. Yes, but I felt like he was too involved, and and I felt like, okay, wow, he's down at the Senior Bowl. What's he doing? You know, like like George Jeffersoning across the the field at the Senior Bowl. Hey, it worked great. And by the way, he has become so informed through his involvement that he hired Andy Reid. Yep. He hired Doug Peterson. He hired Nick Sirianni, three coaches who took separate teams with different, you know, different foundations all the way to the promised land. That is incredible. And and I felt like he micromanaged, like let your let the people you hire do the work. I think he does that. I think I think he toes that line. And he has Jeffrey has done a wonderful job. Howie Roseman has done an incredible job. Yeah. Howie Roseman should be once again executive of the year. And there I was, I don't know, six months ago. Oh, you were crushing him. Six John. months ago, I, nothing, nothing he did had the. Uh, I, I couldn't put the rose-colored glasses on for anything that he did because I believed that it would flounder, it would falter, and I was basing that on some some major points uh, of failure. You know, like Carson Wentz should be blamed. More than Howie Roseman. I see that now. Right. And you know, that was my point. I was clear about that. <laughs> yep. And, uh, well, I, I think time has, you know, played Shown that. that out. Yeah, I agree. And, and we, yeah. All, we all understand. Listen, that. we all got some stuff right. We all got some stuff wrong. It's just amazing when you consider the Sirianni hiring, some people's belief in Carson that went for too long, people's doubt of Jalen. Um, again, for me, it was because I liked the Jalen draft pick, and I was very clear about that at the time. I thought it was a risk worth taking. But after seeing him play last season, the 2021 season, I thought, you know, he can be average at best. Like, he's, he might be average. He might not even be an average starter. Got to see on that one. But I, I saw no signs, none, zero, zip, of a guy that would be a star. I, I didn't see it at all. Wow. I didn't see it we, at all. You're talking about a, the, the, the common thread for Howie and, and our quarterback, Jalen Hurts, is they've both dealt with adversity. And they've handled it. They did. And, and the way that they handle the way they handle things best is they just put their nose to the grindstone and yeah. they keep working. Howie was not afraid to adapt after he was basically caught. You know, Jalen after he was basically caught having to transfer, having to you know sit behind Carson Wentz, he 
decided that he would do better. He would keep working. And, and yeah. you know, the, I think that's I think they both exhibit a rare quality for adaptation, for just intelligence and, yeah. and, and application like they apply themselves because this means everything to them. And I do. I, I appreciate that so much. Well, it's critical. It's rare that yeah. you see that you see executives. Yes. It's rare that you see quarterbacks actually improve themselves. John, I agree. And listen, there were some derisive. I mean, I remember Tom from Abington, one of our really good callers. I mean, he he called Jalen for about a year. He called him uh, Mr. Intangible. Right. And and it was he was kind of mocking. He was kind of not he wasn't so much mocking Hurts. He was mocking the people that believed in Hurts. He's like, "Listen. Yeah, it's great that he's got all these intangibles, but you know, I mean, Tim Tebow had intangibles. He he, he couldn't throw the ball. And I, I knew Jalen was better than Tim Tebow, but I didn't think he was going to become someone when the Eagles faced the freaking Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. You could like sort of flip a coin between Hurts and Mahomes. I mean, I think I think Mahomes is better, but Hurts has closed the gap enough that it's it's at least uh, a, a reasonable conversation. James, and again, I want to hear from everyone two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four because I guess in a lot of ways what we're doing here, and I think we're now the eleven or so days before the Super Bowl, we're trying to basically c- condense. What was like two to three years of WIP Sports Talk Radio conversation into a four-hour show? Because these are all the topics we talk about 2021, 2020, to a certain extent 2019, that we talked about on and on and people complained about. And it's like, well, let's just lay it all out there. What did we get wrong? Seltzer, what's your number one? So I'm the I'm like the converse of you in that, you know, I believed in Hertz last year, all off season. Like I was I believed in this kid. I was like, I'm yep. not betting against him all that. But when he was drafted, I thought it was the worst pick in the history yeah. of the sport. Like, I couldn't believe that Same. they drafted You were that out guy. of your mind, I James. was so angry. And yeah. a part of it, to, to the Richie thing, too, is I was really angry at Howie in that moment. And I think anything Howie was doing, I was looking at it with an eye of, like, you know, uh, ready to pounce on it. Yeah. But but I thought it was was crazy to take the guy with the 53rd pick when you had just paid Carson Wentz. You just gave him a contract. Right. It made no sense to me. I was wrong. I've said it before. Yeah. I was so wrong. When you look back at the history of Wentz, they knew more than we did, and I, I am convinced to this day that, that that was part of the reason they took Hurts is because uh, they no knew question. Wentz and, the, and they could see what was coming. Listen, I've told you guys the story. I'll, I'll say it again and read to the phones. Uh, someone I'm friends with uh, had talked to one of the five best quarterbacks in football. And, again, one of the five best quarterbacks in football. Blast it, Carson Wentz, to a friend of mine. Blast it. Blast it, Carson. And this was after the 2019 season. And this when well, let me get hold on, let me get this right. This was yeah, this was after the Seattle playoff game, right? Like that this, general yeah, after, time. After the yeah, they went nine and seven. He had a good December, but he, he really see, I think what people misidentified, I'll just say this on the Carson thing. He struggled from September to November. He finished twenty nineteen strong in December. They won the four straight games against four weak NFC East teams. And people were like, Oh, Carson had a good year. And I thought he was average at best, finished strong, started bad for a while. Anyway, bottom line is a quarterback said to a friend of mine, just just crush Carson. And that's why when I heard that and the Eagles drafted Jalen, I was like, no, this is actually making some sense. If people around the league are saying stuff about this, about Carson, then the Eagles certainly know some stuff. Therein lies part of why they drafted Jalen. But a lot of people couldn't say it. All right, let's go to the phones, 215-592-9494. Obviously, Eagles Chiefs squarely on the table. We're not not pushing that aside in any way. But um, let's sort of uh, look back at how they got to this point and how much they got right that so many people doubt it. Yeah, they had their missteps. The Justin Jefferson thing will live forever, and it's a shame because he's going to be a Hall of Famer. 
and he's going to go in as a Viking, and he's never going to be an Eagle. And, and it is a shame. But, man, they got a lot right, including the hiring of Sirianni that was dramatically doubted. To the phones we go, Joe and Mayfair. Good morning, Joe. Well, good morning, Joe. Good morning, John and James. And unlike you, uh, just like you, Joe, I don't get many things wrong. And um, I actually believe the team would get to the NFC title game this year, not Super Bowl, so I was wrong for that. Yep. Um, when it comes to this regime, the only thing I think I said that I was wrong with is I didn't think our linebackers were good enough uh, to stop the run. And how he fixed that by getting two huge defensive tackles to rotate because Davis wasn't healthy, um, I think that definitely well, helped a lot with the the rotation of the defensive line, being able to, to rest your vets and not have them play 80% sure. of the snaps during a game, I think was huge for this team. But how we got to this point to me is they were accountable, everyone in that locker room. And I mean by that is I think this year they only had two games with two or more turnovers. And I believe only two games where they had those stupid, dumb penalties uh, throughout the game. I think they won the game against the Colts. But mentally, this team got to this point because they were mentally accountable and they held everybody accountable in that locker room to where they played pretty much mistake-free football. I think 17 out of, nine, and out of 19 weeks, I think there's only the Redskins game. I'm not going to count the Cowboys game with, with Minshew, but I think the Colts and the Redskins game were the two games where they just weren't mentally prepared to play. Am I missing any other game? Probably not. No, they were sharp, man. I mean, they, they – yeah, I think, you're, I think you're on point there. I mean, it's the false starts, the personal fouls, the hits out of bounds, just the dumb plays. This coaching staff, this team – came together as a team quicker than probably most of us thought they could. And they did have, they do have the right mix of veterans and free agents yeah. and, young, and youth where it's, it's, it's like the baseball locker room. You got to bring up a couple young players and a couple uh, free agents and it's a great mold. And I'm just very, very happy for the organization. And, you know, when we go through with other teams in in our city, you know, I'm hoping though this other, other teams follow the Phillies and the Eagles lead of, of of this because yeah. it's, it's a great feeling. Two judge- straight seasons, guys. I mean, it's been phenomenal ride, and we're not going to lose this one like we did to the Astros. We're going to beat the Chiefs. All right, man. Love it. Appreciate it, Joe. So, you know, John, let me go back to something he said in the very beginning of that call. I was talking about the linebacker stopping the run. The Eagles – okay, so two, they had two divergent paths here. They mm-hmm. did something they don't normally do, which is they paid a linebacker a lot of money, but Hassan Reddick's almost like a defensive end. He rushes the quarterback a lot. They moved in many ways to a 3-4 defense. So that's sort of a different category. But with T.J. Edwards, John, they did what they always do, or almost always do. They have a super cheap linebacker on a rookie contract. The difference this time is the guy actually could play. Alex Singleton couldn't really play. Nate Gary couldn't really play. Mm -hmm. T.J. Edwards was the perfect addition for the Eagles in that spot because he was cheap and he was good. And, and I'll tell you, I'll just say this, John. I'll be very interested to find out what the Eagles do this offseason with T.J. Edwards because they did pay Nigel Bradham after the Eagles won the Super Bowl in 2017, and it looked like Bradham might be gone. He had a really good 2017, really good, especially after Hicks got injured. And Nigel Bradham was in there every play, and he was, he was the leader in the middle of, of the linebacker group. They paid Nigel Bradham. I would tell you, John, it didn't really work out once he got paid. And, right. and I'll be fascinated. Now, he was older. To, to be fair, he was older than T.J. Edwards currently is. I'll be fascinated to see if the Eagles are willing to pay a linebacker 
And T.J. Edwards probably going to get, you know, $25 million, And are the Eagles going to pony up for that? Or is he bye-bye to a different team? We'll find out. 215-592-9494. But what we know is he's certainly better than Manny Moe and Jack that had been here before. Because they had so many, you know, just ham and eggers out there. I think they have to hang on to him. Uh, and, and the linebacker position has been problematic for quite a while. I mean, this is going back to Andy Reid days. No this question. This is going back to – you know, Joe Banner, who yeah, we'll is. have on the show later. Yeah. They I I always had a problem and, and maybe this was because I got to see it face to face. I mean, literally face to face. The linebackers who we were bringing in always felt like they were undersized. Yeah. And, you know, the the front office had this idea that linebackers had to be able to run with backs and tight ends first and foremost. And anchoring in and, and being big enough to stop the run right. was not the priority. Matt McCoy, Simino, Nate Wayne. Yes. And, uh, and I got a Dehan- chance to De- feel De- those guys. Dehani Jones. I felt totally. how easily they were covered up because I was practicing against right. those guys. And so this was an ongoing saga. I expected when we signed Hassan Reddick that because he was, you know, 235 pounds, because Kaiser White was 218 pounds, right. that it would be more of the same. But this season was different. These linebackers, and, and, and I think you have to give some of the credit to Jonathan Gannon for properly utilizing yeah. these guys, but they hit. They finally hit yes. with undersized guys who could run with those backs and tight ends, but they could also anchor in. They could set an edge. They could blitz. Think about that. We've got guys who can actually get home right. when they blitz. We've we've never had that in recent memory. No, I agree. So I it's agree. finally coming together. 215-592-9494. There's a lot that we all got wrong. Uh, what stands out to you? Let's go to Leo. Leo, you're on WIP. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, it was a pleasure meeting you guys at Parks a couple weeks ago. John, thanks for signing that jersey for my wife. She really enjoyed it. Oh, Going to start off her new collection. That's awesome. Uh, Is she disappointed, though, that the jersey's devalued now that Richie's signature's on it? <laughs> no, Joe, <laughs> she's not. Okay. Stop it. Uh, as far as what I was wrong about, just like James, when they drafted Jalen, I had such anger and denial in my heart that I carried it all the way till training camp this year. I thought for sure – we weren't going to win more than nine games. And as each game progressed, he checked another box, another box, yeah. another box. And this kid has made leaps and bounds into a quarterback that I didn't think he was capable of doing. Especially when last year when they said he couldn't read defense. And it yeah. seemed to me last year he was watching. Uh, he was, wasn't was making his progressions through his reads. Now he's – I can't get enough of him. I yeah. just can't get enough of him. He's really, really progressed. Well, he has. He took it personally and made changes, just like Howie Roseman very clearly took it personally. He, everyone in this town was all over him, and they got better. They applied well, themselves. They worked hard. They got better, and, and like that's, that's all we ask. You know, I got to tell you, Leo, the thing from last year to this year that I did not – I mean, because I knew Hurts had the athleticism and could run, and I just can't believe how he became on time with his passes this year. Because I thought that was the biggest thing last year that he was not good at. He wasn't on time. No, and he he worked so hard at it, and it just shows that, you know, he's taking receipts, and guess what? At the bowl this year, he's going to cash all the receipts in and show everybody that he's the quarterback (laughs) that he needs to be. Time to cash in the receipts, brother. All right, Leo. Oh, appreciate it, man. Love the call. Let's go to Jeff in Wilmington. Hi, Jeff. Guys, what's going on? Hey, Jeff. Hey, um. 
Joe, did you sit on that information that your friend told you from the quarterback who thought Carson was crap and not say anything to no, the rest I, of us? I, I, no, I said that on okay, the air I, two or okay. three years ago. I've, I don't, I've probably said I've probably that. said that. I've probably said that on the eight, eight, eight to ten times, including back then when I first started. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know what I'm. Yeah. What I'm getting at is, I there's still so, there was still so much doubt about uh, Jalen. Even I guess after they drafted him, I I wasn't really. It didn't bother me too much because I figured, all right, well we're getting a really good backup. I mean, the guy played for Alabama and Oklahoma. I mean, how bad can he be? Well, but but, but well, here's the thing on that though, Jeff. A, a lot of those quarterbacks haven't amounted to much. I mean, a lot of them. I mean, Alabama yeah. is such a machine. You know, you can put a dude in there, and he's got literally ten five-star players around him on offense. I mean, a lot of those Alabama quarterbacks amounted to nothing in the pros. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Um, all right, well, that's cool. Um, what I was sort of wrong about was expecting the team to blitz more in the beginning of the season because, like I said before, I – I'm kind of old school, but I'm more of a progressive. I don't want to see the Bud Carson-type defenses or the Jim Johnson. That's kind of – that doesn't work too much anymore. But then I started realizing, like, man, these guys are getting to the quarterback, and we're only blitzing one guy every now and then, like, besides the – you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Like, I, I, I was all over – I was kind of like, wow, look at the, just look at what they're doing, and it, I guess it's working. So Jeff, I think uh, there's a few things that a lot of people um, – just kind of don't get about football one is blitzing a lot is not necessarily good and right. and two is that receiving the ball to start the game like if, if like last week and jeff appreciate the call john last week and i think you were there for this portion of the pregame show i could be wrong but there's a portion of the pregame show so we're doing the show james me and john are doing the show glenn's there ike's there i mean there's different people in and out at one point howard was there a couple different people um and at one point uh with the crowd right there uh, Glenn's like, uh, you know, uh, who wants the Eagles to kick off? And no one comments. <laughs> and then it's like, who wants the Eagles to receive? Yeah, get the ball, <laughs> right? Now, by the way, they did get the ball and they did score. But he- here's my point to everyone that's like, get the ball. If I told you that there is evidence over one year, five years, ten years, that kicking off gives you a better chance to win the football game, like hardcore empirical evidence, which there is. I don't know the number, but there is evidence. Why would you want, you know, like, let's take the thing that gives me a 48% chance to win instead of the thing that gives me a 52% chance, whatever the numbers are. But people are like, yeah, I want the ball. I mean, John, sometimes, I mean, look, I'm not trying to, like, take my finger and put it in people's eye today. We've all been wrong about some stuff. But that's one that baffles me because there is literally evidence that getting the ball to start the second half gives you a better chance to win the football game than getting the ball to start the first half. I guess. <laughs> I, just... I, I mean, it's it's hard for me to swallow being an offensive guy. I always wanted the ball first and to set the tone and go down and score, and I love the way it all transpired in this last game, but it's just not what we do because the, the numbers back it up, and yeah. that's something that this front office has been – unafraid of you know going against the grain yes it's almost like they pride themselves in setting a different standard and then eventually it's you know other people sort of follow suit they do listen I- we're set we set the standard in so many ways think about it we're designing plays our coaching staff designing the the push the butt play 
that uh, everyone right. in the world then gloms onto, and and they well, run they don't that even, too. They don't even do it as much as they should the other teams, but yes, they eventually will, and some do. I think the thing about analytics, and the Eagles obviously lean heavily into it. It's such a dirty word, but when applied properly, it can be such a good thing. Like I've said before, the, the you know the Yankees with Babe Ruth, you know you can say well they used analytics. They didn't even know the word. They batted Babe Ruth third. You know why? Because they knew he'd hit a lot of home runs. And they knew that a guy or two could get on before him and it'd be a two or three run homer. To me, it's common sense. See, that's the thing about analytics that I get frustrated about when people try to decode it. It's, it's actually just the application of common sense. If you have evidence that says you have a better chance to win a football game by kicking off to start the game than receiving to, kick, to start the game, is that analytics or is that just common sense? I, I just think it's common sense. 215-592-9494. we got a big uh, show on tap here today. Shil Kapati at 11. AMA, by the way, at noon. Get those questions in. What do you want to know? Ask questions, probing questions, whatever you got. Facebook, Twitter, and the text line. Three ways to get involved in the show. 1130 for AMA. So Shield 11. AMA at 1130 today. Joe Banner at noon on the hiring of Andy Reid, the whole deal. Roddy McLeod, 1220. Jaws, 1245. Your calls throughout the show. Joe Cameron, John Ritchie. Eagles and Chiefs, if you didn't know. They're going to play each other in the Super Bowl in about a week and a half. How cool is that? On 94 WIP. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 